I've been getting this question a lot this year. Who is left for me to root for on the Reds anyway? Well, I have three. If I can hold my fingers up, great. I have three really solid candidates, including the guy whose jersey you should purchase next, one player you may actually currently dislike, but you're wrong if you do, and one guy to get excited for whenever they call him in from the bullpen. That's on today's Locked On Reds. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker, is actually out sick today. Send some good thoughts his way. He's been having a rough time, rough go of it at his uh, other job. He doesn't just talk about the Reds for a living. But we'll go it solo here today, and I'm going to tell you about some players that you should buy stock in when you're talking about how excited you should be about them. And that's all coming up here on the Locked On Reds podcast that's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. Make sure that you're following us on all platforms because we're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. All right. Let's talk about some players that you should love right now, and it is starting off with the man behind the plate, Tyler Stevenson. Look, I'm talking about a dude who you should go out and buy, make him your next jersey purchase. Go get that number 37 jersey with Stevenson on the back. This dude is going to be around for a while. He is going to be awesome for a while. It's really, really early for someone to sit here and say, you know what? His jersey number might be considered in that uh, jersey retirement category. I'm not saying that right now. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But we might be saying that in a couple of years. I mean, he is playing so phenomenally over his first two seasons. Now, don't get me wrong. The numbers that he has put up so far this season are crazy, ridiculous, and they're probably going to come down to earth at some point. But I'm excited about him right now because holy crap does he hit the ball. He's got a 349 batting average right now. He's getting on base almost 42% of the time. Yes, Joey Votto currently out sick and hopefully coming back here soon is very impressed with Tyler Stevenson's ability to get on base. Plus, he can slug the crap out of the ball at a 619 clip. For slugging percentage, that's a 180 OPS plus. I know that's a lot of numbers. Basically, what I'm telling you, he's great. He's got four homers, tied for the most, and and 19 RBIs, which is the most amongst all catchers who have at least 70-plus plate appearances. Those other numbers are the best. He is the best offensive catcher in the game right now as of this point in the year 2022 for at literally every single catcher. Plus, when you're talking about at the plate, he's clutch with runners in scoring position. He is hitting 417. You're telling me his batting average goes up like 60 points? Yes, it does. Whenever there's a dude in scoring position, Tyler Stevenson steps up. He gets better. He even gets on base more, 444 on base, and a bigger slugging percentage at 750. He has... 10 hits in 24 at-bats with runners in scoring position. He's only struck out five times. He has twice as many hits than he has strikeouts with runners in scoring position. That is a beautiful thing. 
in this day and age of baseball. Tyler Stevenson is absolutely amazing, but it's not just with the bat. When he kneels down behind home plate and puts on that catcher's mask, you don't want to run on him. There's only two other catchers. They both thrown out seven runners. He has thrown out six runners. He's tied for second most caught stealings in major league baseball. That's right. There's only two guys who have thrown out more base runners than he has so far this year. That's only going to continue to get better. If you watch this dude play behind the plate, sure, there are a couple of things. He doesn't have a finely tuned, perfect defensive game as a catcher just yet, but I'm not sitting here and telling you that it's never going to happen because he could be one of the most all-around best catchers we've ever seen in a Reds uniform, it, 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 obviously. Super early, super early, but he could become the second best catcher in Reds history. I don't know that you can ever become better than Johnny Bench. I don't think you can. I don't think he will, but we might be talking about Tyler Stevenson is better than Ernie Lombardi. Look, I know I'm putting a lot on him today, and I, I, I don't want to jinx how good Tyler Stevenson has been to start this season. He has been absolutely phenomenal. If, if you aren't aware of just how much Tyler Stevenson means to this team, then that's because you've not been watching, because you've been scared to watch. But the eight wins that the Reds have, I can point to probably five of them, that if he wasn't in the lineup, they weren't wins. I can point to at least five of them. Definitely the last couple of ones. He he hit phenomenally well. He was the biggest reason that they won in Pittsburgh last night when I'm talking about Thursday night. Uh, whenever they played there at PNC Ballpark, just absolutely phenomenal hitting. Tyler Stevenson, because of, you're talking about Jonathan India on the IL, Joey Votto on the IL. You're talking about Moose has taken forever to get back going. I don't know that we'll ever see the Moose that we thought we were going to get whenever the Reds signed him. And not that great a season for Tyler Naquin so far. Kyle Farmer has disappeared. Tyler Stevenson is it. He is the team's MVP by a wide margin. I know you could probably make the argument for Brandon Drury, but I still think that Tyler Stevenson is the best player that the Reds have had so far this season, and any continued success they will have will be because of him. Tyler Stevenson is the player that, at least for right now, you should be cheering the loudest for at Great American Ballpark because he is phenomenal at number 37 is a big, big, awesome dude. All right. I'm going to tell you why you are wrong about Tommy Pham right after I tell you why you are wrong for not having gotten a Built Bar. And when we're talking about Built Bar, I'm talking about this amazing new flavor. Imagine dipping your finger into the plastic tub of birthday cake frosting. And then open your eyes and realize that it only has 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. What? Yes, that is what it is like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built Bar. Birthday cake puff Built Bars, I mean, it's covered in 100% real chocolate. It's a puff, which is a marshmallow bar that's covered in chocolate. I just got a box today. In fact, I just had one before I started recording because I need a little something. That was amazing. It might overtake Cherry Barcia's my favorite bar. Get them today. They're available right now, and I cannot promise that they're going to be there tomorrow. So get them right now today at Built.com. You can use the promo code LOCK15, too, to save 15% off. And if you haven't tried Puffs as a whole, I'll let you in on a little secret. 
Because that's what friends do. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah, you heard me. Chocolate-covered protein marshmallow. Well, what more do you need to know? Make every day your birthday with Built's Birthday Cake Puffs. Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake, enrobed it in 100% white chocolate, and added sprinkles. Healthy, healthy stuff. Chocolate marshmallow sprinkles, and it's healthy. Go to Built.com today and use the promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order. Do it right now. Like I said, those birthday cake puff Built Bars aren't going to last forever. Go get them right now at Built.com and use that promo code LOCKED15. Thank you for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day for your next listen. Check out Locked On Now for the recaps like you've never seen them before of Major League Baseball games every single day Monday through Friday, taking you through the season like you've never seen in 30 minutes or less each and every day. If you want to know what's going on around the league and you want to do it quickly because you don't have a lot of time, check out Locked On Now. It's free and available, just like Locked On Reds, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I left that picture up of Tyler Stevenson there for a nice long while there because Tyler Stevenson, an awesome dude. Let me tell you about another awesome dude right uh, here in just a moment. Uh, by the way, thanks for making, uh, thanks for checking us out here on YouTube. Make sure you're following us. Uh, coming up Monday, we're going to look at the Reds and what they need to do to win two games in Cleveland as the battle for the Ohio Cup resumes on Tuesday. All right. This dude, you're wrong. You're just wrong if you don't like Tommy Pham. I'm, I'm sorry. You are. I get it. He made those comments. Oh, it's about getting my numbers. It's about getting mine. Stuff like that. You know what? That's not selfish. That's honest. Look around you. If you are a veteran player that is now on your fourth team and you're coming into a team that just got rid of pretty much all of its stars, what else are you going to say? Well, you know, we think we've got a really good team. No, that's disingenuous. He's honest. Get his. And if he plays well, it's going to help the team. That's all you need to know. He's an honest, hardworking player. Root for number 28, who usually starts out there in left field, because if it's about want to, he's going to achieve it. Dude wants it more than anything. If you watch him play, he is hustling as hard as he possibly can down the baselines. He is running for every ball in the outfield as if it is the last ball that he will ever see fly to left field. I, I just don't understand the hate. This is the kind of guy that Cincinnati Reds, should be, Reds fans should be gravitating towards. He's a hardworking, gritty, blue-collar baseball player. Did he sit there and tell you kumbaya? No. This isn't a guy that you're going to look for for kumbaya. In fact, he had a really good interview in The Athletic with C. Trent. He was talking about the uh, all of the influx of young talent for the Reds, and he said that you know they've got to produce. He said, quote, I had to produce to stay up here because being up here is a privilege. I think that's something that's not understood today. I came up in an era where it was about results. So take advantage of coaches that are trying to maximize your potential so that you could be up here and show everybody that you belong. Tommy Pham came up through the Cardinals system. He was a 16th round draft pick out of high school. He had to fight for everything that he got. He came up at a time whenever the Cardinals had Matt Holliday, um, uh, um, 
Jason Hayward, uh, Peter Borjos in the major league outfield. They also had Steven Piscotty, and they had a couple of really solid minor league outfielders that he had to fight his way around for every bit of attention that he got. And he didn't come up to the major leagues until he was 26. He was a 26-year-old rookie. It's kind of a long time to wait and, and work and grind through the minor leagues, but he did it, and it paid off. He was well up in the voting when you're talking about MVP voting in 2017. Just a phenomenal year for him as a Cardinal. And as he has gone around, sure, he had a tough stretch there as a San Diego Padre, and that's probably why Padres fans booed him mercilessly whenever the Reds were in San Diego. How about I say mercilessly? <clears throat> but I, I, I think that there is a lot of weird vibes from Reds fans that are heading toward Tommy Pham, and I don't get it. This is a guy that I love to root for. This is a guy that I love to watch play the game of baseball. He plays it hard, and he is a smart player too. If you look at this, if it weren't for Tyler Stevenson and his just unbelievable ability at the plate, Tommy Pham would lead the team in on-base percentage because Tommy Pham is a smart hitter. Sure, his batting average doesn't quite reflect that right now, but I think that's coming up. I think he probably finishes the year with like a 280 average. But seriously, he's a hardworking player that knows what it means to be in the major leagues. He talked about, too, in that article with C. Trent, that when he was in the minor leagues, he remembers a player getting sent down to AAA because he missed the cutoff man. Now, don't let me condone anything that Tony La Russa has ever done as a baseball manager, but there's something to that. There's something to the just the knowing that you have to earn every single at bat that you have. And you have you hear it from Joey Votto as well. Joey Votto's favorite statistic in all of baseball is it on base percentage? No. Is it weighted runs created plus? No. Is barrels close? But no. His favorite stat in baseball is at bats. Because it speaks to the longevity of the player. It speaks to the overall ability of a player that he has that many at-bats. He is the kind of guy that we as Reds fans love, Joey Votto. So why don't we love Tommy Pham? He's a worker. Did he say something that you might think is selfish? Yes, but it's not selfish. It's honest. Like Tommy Pham. You, you should like Tommy Pham. You really should. I And you know what? You're you. And you're going to make your own decisions. But <laughs> for me, I like Tommy Pham. And I think you should too. All right. Uh, you're going to say who? When I give you the third player that you should add to your favorite players list. But trust me, this dude is awesome. If you're looking for something that's awesome and, and some awesome info for your next sports wager, though, check out Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA playoffs. We're heading into the conference finals. The Heat have already advanced. There's plenty more going on. The Mavericks and the Suns are going to Game 7. The odds-on favorite to win the NBA finals. The Suns are getting pushed to the brink in the conference semifinals. Check out all their great information there. You've also got Stanley Cup playoffs going on, a couple of Game 7s coming up there. And, of course, Major League Baseball, it's all happening. Plus, fights like UFC and boxing, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. 
Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online is where the game starts. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. You can follow Steve, although he is away from us. He'll be back on Monday. You can follow Steve at S. Offenbaker with two Fs. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs. Or you can follow Lockdown Reds with no Fs. Also, make sure you're subscribed right here on YouTube. All right, we've talked about why you should love Tyler Stevenson and own his jersey right now. We talked about why you're wrong to dislike Tommy Pham, and you should, in fact, include him on your favorite players' lists. There's one more guy. This guy's not going to be readily uh, on your mind, but that's the thing about this Reds team. There's a lot of people that are going, who's left to root for? I'm giving you a couple here. Gave you a couple of big names. Here's a guy that I think is going to be around, a guy who's going to play a good role for this team for, I think, years to come, although relief pitching is a fickle thing. I will always say that for the rest of however long I get to talk about baseball. Check out number 43, Alexis Diaz. I've talked about him a little bit on the podcast here recently because he has impressed me to no end. As a relief pitcher, ERA doesn't really mean that much to me, although you can look up his ERA and see that it is .53. Yeah, I think he's given up like one run all year long. Now, that's not going to stay the same all year. He's going to give up more than one run. Spoiler alert. But you're talking about a rookie relief pitcher who skipped AAA Louisville and made this year's opening day roster. Let me get a picture of him. Alexis Diaz, absolutely phenomenal. You should add him to your favorite players list. He has the nastiest fastball. In fact, in <clears throat> according to Baseball Savant, Alexis Diaz fastball is the highest spin rate fastball in Major League Baseball. I've said the word ball a lot there for a minute there, but yeah, the spin rate, which I usually wear the t-shirt spin Cincinnati. I'm not wearing it today. Go figure. Cause I'm going to talk about spin rate, but Alexis Diaz fastball spin rate is elite among elite. It's tops amongst everyone. And it's funny because it's effectively wild. He's talked about in an interview before. He doesn't always know where it's going. He doesn't always know what it's going to do, but he generally has decent command over it. And he averages about 96 miles an hour on it. That is a filthy pitch for a dude coming out of the bullpen. A pitch that a guy can rely upon. And in fact, right now, guys aren't hitting it. When you're talking about hitters, they've got like a 100 batting average against it. Absolutely phenomenal. He also throws a mean slider, too. That slider has a high spin rate. And when you pair it with the fastball, it's going to break all over the place. And hitters just have no idea what's coming at them. So they have to kind of get back on their heels a little bit. They have to back up in the box to see the pitch better. And all of a sudden, he's just got in their heads because that fastball and that slider combo is amazing. And as you can see by this picture right here, his delivery, he's got that little bit of a lower arm slot. That's just going to throw dudes off. He's a right-handed pitcher, so you don't normally use the word deceptive when you're talking about a right-handed pitcher. But the way that he has that lower, almost sidearm, three-quarters arm type delivery, because he has that and the high spin rates on his pitches, hitters just have no clue what to do with his pitches. He is going to be the kind of guy that the Reds are going to rely on in this bullpen. I believe he's getting some high leverage situations coming up very soon. He hasn't finished a game yet, doesn't have a save or anything like that, but he has been phenomenal when called upon. In fact, he is elite. Yes, elite. I know that word goes around a lot when you're talking about sports, but he is. He's elite. 
when it comes to limiting hard contact because Alexis Diaz is a pretty darn good pitcher. He's also very good. He has a very good strikeout rate. It's right there at 30%. It's like 29%, almost 30%, which league average is 22%. So he's above league average as a rookie, a guy who just broke in to the major leagues. Plus, he is the younger brother, and this isn't necessarily a reason to like him, but he's got the pedigree because he's the younger brother of Mets closer Edwin Diaz. You're talking about routinely one of the game's top closers, and it's very evident. And in fact, in an article that I read about him, after he came up to the Reds, he got his slider grip, the way that he holds that pitch, from Jacob deGrom. There's probably no better pitcher in this game. I mean, there's definitely an argument between him and his teammate Max Scherzer. And then there's that dude in uh, L.A., his name's Kershaw, and, and a couple other guys. There's definitely an argument to be had. But Jacob deGrom is there at the top of that argument. He actually, so he taught Edwin Diaz the slider grip, and then Edwin Diaz taught Alexis Diaz the slider grip. So, yes, indirectly, Alexis Diaz throws Jacob DeGrom's slider. That's pretty nice, too. Alexis Diaz is absolutely a dude that is going to be leading this Reds bullpen much sooner than anyone expected because when he made this opening day roster, it was kind of like, Ah, all right, sure. He's like a throw-in guy, right? He's not going to do that much right now, right? If you look at baseball reference at this moment, he's actually third on the team in war. That's how good he's been. And he hasn't really got that many high leverage spots. Those are coming up here soon. Number 43, Alexis Diaz is a dude worth paying attention to, a dude worth getting excited about coming out of the bullpen whenever David Bell calls upon him. And he is a dude to be remembered because he's going to be awesome for this Reds team out of the bullpen. I firmly believe that. And that's going to wrap us up for this edition of Locked on Reds. Hopefully that helps you out. You're like, okay, Jeff, you gave me three more guys to really love on this Reds team. We're talking Tyler Stevenson, Tommy Pham, and Alexis Diaz. Coming up on the next podcast on Monday, we'll tell you what the Reds need to do to win two games in Cleveland. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen. Now make Locked On MLB your second listen as Sully brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. That's Locked On MLB, just like Locked On Reds, free and available on all platforms. Hey, there might be a really strange roster upheaval going on. And there might be a lot of new faces, but you can count on three of them that I gave you here today, and you can count on us, Steve and myself. To be locked on Reds every single day.